They call themselves the Bad Batch. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Two thousand eight, the prequel trilogy is over, and millions of fans are left without Star Wars. Enter a brave group of Jedi led by Dave Filoni, who brought tales of the Jedi, clone armies, and Mandalorians to Cartoon Network, thus keeping hope alive in the galaxy. Welcome to Jedi's and Jedi. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Jay Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast today talking about the future of Star Wars. So we were in the middle of just doing our normal thing and getting ready for holiday commentaries and Disney was just like, hey, here's like 10 shows. And so Chris and I were like, we should probably talk about this. So how you doing, Chris? Good, I'm glad this came along because otherwise we'd be doing Tross right now and I had a long weekend, so... We were supposed yeah. to be recording Tross tonight, and I watched. It's so funny because I watched the first thirty minutes of Tross, and I was just like, "Oh God!" And so, like, I was talking to my friend Arzu um, from Geeky Waffle, and uh, she was just like, "Cause she, she, Tross really upset her that she's currently writing like a Fix It fan fiction, and I I started reading her Fix It fan fiction as I'm slowly watching Tross because I'm just like, this makes me feel better." <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I started watching, watching it, and I agree with you. It's rough. It's going to be a slog to get through, but it won't be a slog doing a commentary on it and talking over it, but just, like, watching it is just, like, oh. Yeah, because I'm definitely, like, there are, sp- like, so far, because I'm, I'm just bursts. at the part. Huh? Little bursts of things. Yeah, yeah like, there's there's definitely bursts of good things. Like, I, I got to the point where they meet Lando. Um, and in that first 30 minutes, there were definitely things I do really like about it. It's just those things that we can't settle into, you know? Like, I love that little, like, they land the Falcon and it's on fire, and Poe and Rey have that little spat. And I'm like, this is what I've wanted to see, like, all sequel trilogy. is like the relationship of Rey, Finn, and Poe, and, like, together as a trio. And, like, that's a really strong scene, so we'll talk about Tross eventually. There are good things about it, and I'm, I've been enjoying it, but I am reading my friend Arzu's Fix It Fic alongside it, because it uh, makes it palpable. Ah, you have a good week, Chris. We both had a busy week. I had a long week, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. But are you starting to come out of it, or is it going to be another long week? No, it's going to keep going indefinitely, probably. Yeah. Indefinitely? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, until at least the holidays are forever and always, amen. So, well, I mean, yeah, so far the pattern is forever. Oh no, like, For is it just work is crazy? Huh? Is it like work is crazy? It's ever, it's ever, well, I have, yeah, well, basically my time is work and podcasting. <laughs> well, you are taking off a week of Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoon, so it's Yes, fine. yes. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do on that time off? Edit. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to find you some you time. Wow. 
So last week for us recording this, Disney was just had their shareholders. I think I should have actually looked up the official word of this. It was like the shareholders, Disney. This is how prepared we are. Uh, Jay goes and Jedi, I leave the burp in. Um, They're annual shareholders of the company. And it wasn't just Star Wars. Like a lot of like the Disney stuff looked great. The Marvel stuff looked really good. I'm very excited about Marvel's lineup. Um, they also had the Pixar stuff, but we are here today at Jackass and Jedi to talk about the Disney stuff. Or the Star Wars, we're what podcast, we're a Star Wars podcast. Yep, it's all Disney, it's all Disney stuff, so you were accurate anyway. Uh, there's, uh, I just want to say there's a lot of people right off the bat already complaining because they, they listed off 10 things. And they're all just like, oh, way to go, Star Wars, super saturating the market again. But I don't think that's fair at all because this stuff seems to be a combination of all different of all different formats and released over time. And a lot of them are limited. A lot of them are just going to be like a little burst of something. So it's yeah. like it looks like basically maybe you'll probably get like there'll probably be two or three of these that overlap, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I know Kenobi is limited. I know Ahsoka is limited. Um, they call, we'll, we'll go through. So we yeah, put yeah, this we'll, in the, we'll get yeah. to it. We put this in the order of, well, kind of probably to, to hope like least, uh, I don't want to say least good because that's not what I mean, but like, well, let's just get started. Bad Batch is last because it's the biggest thing for our podcast. That's how Hope did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also did it by, like, information given to us. So, first up, and I made sure to have a photo here because I wanted Chris to make sure he saw this logo because, boy, does it I scream Nelvana. Does it not scream Nelvana? Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm hoping for this uh, movie. Since and they don't. they don't have anything on it. So that means whatever it is, it's a vague thing. Isn't it like 2005 release or something like that? Well, well, let's get into it. So the first step is the untitled Taika Waititi film. And I have a little blurb for each of these. And it says, Kathleen Kennedy didn't give much info about the untitled film, but the logo was shown. She said that his unique humor and style will be something new to Star Wars. And she said it's very on-brand for Taika. And then from StarWars.com, Star Wars... Uh, says a brand new Star Wars feature with acclaimed filmmaker Taika Waititi is in development. Get ready for an unforgettable ride, said the official Star Wars Twitter account. But Waititi took a screenshot of the post and shared it on his Instagram, saying, "What? Ugh! As a longtime Star Wars fan, I'm so angry about what I'm about to do to ruin it." As a joke, because most Star Wars filmmakers get dogged on, and this is looking like it's going to be the 2025 movie. Yeah. Like, really, these are just sort of like, these are teasery, te- like, this is their teased thing. They really, like, pretty much, until we get to the Bad Batch, everything is just like a fluff job, you know? Yeah. They there's no details. They sat down and said, okay, this is what we're doing. They took a bunch of people, gave them a bunch of, you know, um, ideas, and then they went through it, proposals, and went through them, and... We can definitely do some speculating. And, and these made them, yeah, oh yeah, these are, what. there's a, there, I think, well, we have enough, we, we basically are schooled enough in the movies and the TV shows for sure to, to, there's definite, 
um, ways for us to s speculate like wildly on this. This one, yeah. I'm guessing it's. I'm hoping it's going to be a Nelvana style cartoon in that style. That's why maybe 2025 is the the go date for it because that would take a long time to do. I almost want it like like a mix. Um, it's so interesting because I I was actually quite shocked by the Nelvana um, uh, style logo. Like that's actually kind of thrown me off because I was imagining something like you know like Thor Ragnarok. You know something that's kind of weird and galactic and still funny and very quirky. Like I I, I think it's gonna be very like weird and quirky and stuff like that as Taika does. But I'm actually quite thrown off by this Nelvana-looking logo. It's um, also Marvel all... Star Wars looking now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, so I'm wondering. I, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, I don't think it's gonna be an animated movie. I don't think they would use Taika for an animated movie. I just don't. Um, but I could see, like, the entire opening sequence done in this style. I could see, like, maybe, gosh, what? I'm gonna throw this out there and people's gonna be like, what if it's like the holiday special where it's like a mix of live action and animation? That would be that would be fun. Well, he would definitely do it. He would definitely make it hilarious. Maybe like he'll have like a live action Jar Jar in it or something. You know, it, it, it'll be, take place on, you know, Naboo or something. It'll be Jar Jar's family. But like I... Like I don't know, I could totally see him. Like he's he's a he's a he's a big nerd, and he doesn't seem to like limit himself to anything. He yeah. seems to be willing to do, and I mean his output is very like all over the place. And in, in terms of like sometimes, sometimes like he's alive at he's done live action you know drama stuff and he's done you know flat out comedy like um what, what we do in the shadows and stuff like that he'll, he'll do voiceover you know i i think he's just into like yeah i think he's just into it and in directing an animated series especially star wars isn't that different than like say directing something like an episode of the mandalorian or even where doing he, something like thor you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I, I, I mean, everything is a mixture of animation and real life now. So it's just sort of, you're just sort of taking your your direction off the set, you know. So yeah. and I mean, and and if it does, if if he does an animation, then I have a feeling it's gonna be really like dependent on dial. Either either he'll do it close. I would love to see it close to the bone to the anim start the original holiday special animation and taken seriously. That would be fun. It, it, taken seriously and still as goofy like it was, but just doing it straightforward. But even if he did it like comedically, he's a good comedy writer too. So it would it would probably and it wouldn't be just it wouldn't be doofy stuff either. So yeah. I. I'm low key. I'm low key. Very interested in this one, but I have a feeling we won't know more about it for a while because it looks like whatever it is, either that or he has no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I just mean, said we I, trust you with the Star Wars movie, and uh, he I, said this is what my, this is what Star Wars looks like to me, and handed him that that logo. I, I will say like because when this part, like when the Star Wars part of the Disney shareholders was coming out, I was uh, doing dishes. 
So I did miss like a good chunk of it and I had to catch up. But I do remember Kathleen said specifically like he is in the writing phase. Like he is working on the script right now. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's that early. So they um, know what it, but they know then they know what it is though. So that's yes. if they have if he's working on a script, then they know what the idea of it is. And here's here's my speculation, um, and I'll talk about this later when we get to Acolyte. I was actually really surprised we didn't get more High Republic things because this is the big that High Republic was supposed to be this year, and then COVID happened and it all got pushed back to next year. So next year is going to be the year of the High Republic. Um, and the, like the first book is coming out in a couple weeks. Um, the comics are gonna start coming out, and then of course in oh, what is that uh, it, it I don't have a date on that. Reaction. What? Maybe they just got a lukewarm reaction when they announced it. Like it, remember when they were like, "It's gonna be our new direction. We're gonna go into no, the full." Whole... With with well well that's the thing. Like diehard fans are like ready for it like they actually the embargo lifted this morning and so far everything i've seen has been positive from from the from the embargo being released this morning um but i'm i'm thinking that this could possibly be our first high republic movie because it's also so far out it would give it a couple years to like build up the stories we could have acolyte oh. to kind of set up like i think this could be our high republic movie kind it of might be off. That that would explain the old stone, ancient-looking letters and, too. And then it's also kind of this like wild time. They could do really anything with it. You know, it could be weird and wacky because it is a wild time of the galaxy. They're 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 ex just starting to expand into the outer rim. So we don't even have things like Tatooine yet. Like they're just starting to expand. Um, I I think it. I, I I really do. I think this. That's my wild hairball theory about the Taika film. So. I think this could be the High Republic movie, or the first one. I, I still think Ryan Johnson's trilogy is gonna be like the full one, but I think this could be like the warm up of that and let it be weird and wacky. Well, if it's a warm up, it's coming out coming out till two thousand and twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it could be like I don't know, I don't know. I, yeah, they that's did it with thing. Marvel, really, so it's possible. There, there's a lot. I, I really do think Ryan is gonna be the in charge of the High Republic, Ryan Johnson, but. I don't, I don't know. There's something about this that makes me feel like Taika could be doing this. Because I, I was honestly thought there was going to be a lot more High Republic stuff. I was actually quite surprised that they went more safe. Actually, I'm not. It's Disney. They're a very safe company. They go for money first and then take chances. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one. I'm ready. So next one we have is a droid story. And the little blurb I have for this says... As Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. An official description for a droid story reads, Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm visual effects team Industrial Light and Magic to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney+, a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero gui guided by legendary duos R2-D2 and C-3PO, and it will be a special adventure film. Kids, little kids, targeted well, at little kids. This just, is the just thing. The way they describe too. it. They keep yeah. saying special. Like, and, and special and a, a it's a new hero. Film. I'll bet you the hero might be a little kid, you know? Yeah, I will say I, I went through like 12 different websites to kind of piece these descriptions together. They're, these are not all from one site, so these are from like different right. sites. But 
my feeling from this is is I feel the same way. Because there's no call for like anything like Forces of Destiny or Galaxy of Adventures. Like I do feel like this is gonna be the super like little kid thing. But well, there's like, there's there's what one in the future that I think might sort of fall into that that realm. But yeah, this is this is the only one that looks straight up kids. Like yeah. they gotta have something in the. You What's know, tripping me up is the 10% fact that a... kid. I guess a lot of it's kid anyway, but like this yeah. looks like it's going to be straight up like droids comics. I feel yeah. Like the thing that's tripping me up a little bit is that this is a feature film, and usually they don't do feature films for the kid stuff. They usually keep them in small pieces and chunks and stuff. Um, like Galaxy Adventures and like Forces of Destinies are like five like five minutes, and um, or they are like something like Star like Rebels or Clone Wars and Resistance where they're twenty two minute shows. So that's the only thing that's kind of tripping me up is because I got this too. I was like, this is the kid show, and then I was like, wait, it's a feature film. You know what I'm thinking though? Huh? If it comes out good, right, and you get right. like a feature film of the droids, that's like a great movie, and the kids love it. That's the thing that Disney needs. That th that will rope them in, right? A, you know, like basically a Star Wars version of ET. You know, that just like if it if it's if it's good, something something that you can take your kids to. If you take your kids actually to this movie first, right when they're little little kids. If you have a Star Wars movie for little little kids, you can give them a droid story. And then they know R2-D2 and C-3PO who, who go through all nine movies. So, bam, as soon as you, whatever Star Wars movie you start them on, they know R2-D2 and C-3PO. This totally, now that I'm thinking about it, this totally would be a, a Disney idea, you know? What if, um, when it, cause, cause that was something that was, I didn't put it in this one, but like, the, it is a feature film, but what if it's feature film in the way that the Lego holiday special was a feature, was a feature, and right, it's only 45 right. minutes? That's what, that's what I, or, yeah, yeah, or, or it's, or it's a feature film on Disney Plus. Yeah. These are all, these are all, Dis are, are these all Disney Plus? They're are all Disney Plus except for Rogue Squadron. Okay, which is which is gonna be a movie theater thing, but who yeah. knows? By that yeah. time, it might be a movie theater and Disney Plus at the same time sort yeah. of deal for thirty bucks or something, you know. But yeah, okay. So yeah, so it might be it might just be a like a, a forty-five hour hour and a half minute long movie. If it was forty-five minutes, probably that would be like perfect for kids too, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just have basically it would be sort of like a episode point five you know for the kids show that to them first starter st starter wars <laughs> i wonder what time period this will be set in though because you're right r2 and 3po have spanned from prequels to sequel era so i'm really wondering what time period this would be set in because it could be any of them it can be any of them after episode one right yeah yeah basically I so. would probably say after when did it probably episode two because three PO was still being built in episode one and I just don't think they would have wires. Well, no, out they were yeah, so. no, they were separate. They just, when they took Anakin off, they're like, bye, C three PO. So it's not until later that it's not until he goes back, you know, yeah. that he goes back and gets three PO. So, so that's not till that's not till episode three. Two. two. 
has to be two because. Oh, you're right. It is two. It is two. Because three PO's in Clone this... Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it has to be two. So yeah. It could be um, any. It could be anywhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, they, they might set it so they could probably set it so you don't even know, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I agree. This is probably going to be the, like the I'm glad that they had a kid option on here because when I first saw like the layout, I was like, oh, and then I was like, there needs Watch to be. Watch it turn out to be some gritty PG-13. <laughs> like, what the hell? C-3PO's out for revenge. He's like, no one noticed my red arm, bitches. Out from that red arm. C3PO's algorithm goes ape shit. There were actually a lot of uh, theories going into trust because we oh, had yeah. that image of 3PO with the red eyes that like he yeah. was gonna be possessed by Palpatine or something. No, he was just stoned. Did you have anything else for a droid story? No, that's about that's about it. There's there's yeah a lot a lot of these there's just not a lot to glean off it. You know they're just. Uh, some, I mean, you can tell, like, some of them, they just, like, you know, quickly, like, this next one coming up, and the androids, you know, it's just, like, let's get a quick logo, sort of, that's, that's, you can tell it doesn't really have any, like, there's a few of them that have, like, some visual symbolism in them or something, but, yeah, they just had to whip up something quick, because it, there just isn't a lot on these, or, and they're not giving a lot out of them, which is is smart. I, I'm sort of glad that they don't. I will actually say the next two are two of the ones I'm most excited for. Oh. So next we have Star Wars Visions. And the little blurby I have says, Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy revealed Thursday at Star Wars is entering the world of anime with a series of short films called Star Wars Visions for Disney+. Visions will be a series of animated films to celebrate the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of animated creators. There will be 10 fantastic visions in all, Kennedy said. And the official tweet from Star Wars, uh, from the Star Wars Twitter account, Star Wars Visions, an original series of animated short films, celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese animated creators, coming in 2021 to Disney+. Chris, this better be the freaking Animatrix of Star Wars. Well, this this one sounds like the the ones you were talking about. It, this one sounds like it's going to be a series of you know like two this to five. This better be the Animatrix of Star Wars. What's have the... you ever seen the Animatrix? Oh, the Animatrix of Star Wars. Yeah, yes, I have seen the Animatrix. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. I'm a, it, I I think it will it'll be sort of the Animatrix light where it won't be it will be more like the, well when it says um um when it uses the words uh pay tribute means to me that they're not going to do like original stories probably it's probably going to be similar to like the stuff we saw where they do you oh. know, a, a montage of, or they do something from. Oh, like the Galaxy Adventures from the Titmouse animators. Yes. Where it's just kind of reimagining their original trilogy, but. Yes, it could be. Yes, or from a di slightly different point of view. I think maybe this is is sort of. Where does it say pay tribute? I don't think I said that. Entering the world of anime visions will be a series of no oh, that celebrate. That celebrate the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of 
anime creators it just that to me says it's more going to be yeah paying tribute to it it it's wording more like that than original than making me think they're leaning towards original stories or it might not even be stories it might be more like um the the sort of uh um, montages they'll do that are that are more thematic and stuff like that that are just like you, you know they might be like here you have like two or th two to five minutes but that two to five minutes allows them to like put a lot of time and effort into the end so you get like this really go gorgeous montage of you know the millennium falcon or something or you know or or a certain battle that they did that they you know very similar to that uh tie fighter pilot anime that those people worked on for years yeah and that was really short so, stuff like that you know just sort of like star wars reimagined through an anime vein a lot of people have been um really into it there's been a lot of fan films like that and stuff so and and honestly, like Galaxy of Adventures, um, from even, even though it's not anime, it's it's uh, Titmaus, um, that has been very positively received by fans. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like like people have been clamoring for a whole a whole Titmaus animated series. Yeah, this this I think will be amazingly gorgeous to look at, and like if they get the thematic stuff really good some of them will be like you know super awesome to you know like um inspirational to watch or just you know just you know really fun to watch but i think it's gonna be you know it's gonna be one of the slider as in like the amount that that we see of this i this i get this as just like a little sort of side thing and maybe this you know they'll do 10 of them and maybe see how those 10 get received and maybe somebody one of the animation crews will get a show you know maybe yeah. one of the 10 that you know but but this this yeah this this looks to me like maybe like an an hour to an hour's worth of you know material you know how long was it, it? Well, yeah, matrix okay for me like I think okay. Animatrix was an hour and forty-five minutes, and that was what it, that was nine animated. Holy short cow! Films. I can't believe that was so lo long. Holy that cow! Was, uh, That's yeah, be in itself. Yeah. So I, I think this could easily be a two-hour. You know what? Actually, I could. I need almost... to watch that again. I like that better than the Matrix by like uh, <laughs> like a factor of ten. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the thing the thing that says um, ten short films. Um, I could almost see them like releasing one a week, um, like one every week. Just, um, I, I think it's gonna be a mix of old and new stories. I don't think it's gonna be completely because actually I think it was you um, on some. I can't remember if it was in an episode or you and I were just talking, um, but you were talking about how like when people were saying they want a whole series of that they want people to redo the original trilogy all completely in Titmouse animation, that's just boring, because then you're just watching it for the animation of the story. Um, so I do think it's going to be a mix of new and old. I want to know, because uh, they, they set the world's best Japanese animated anime creators, and there's a lot of good ones out there. Like, is, is Hao Miyazaki going to be one of these? Like, yeah, 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 Hao yeah. Miyazaki's Star Wars would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah. Oh my god, that would be... I mean, uh... Are we doing, like... In, I, I pulled up a list of some of the best, like, um, like house animators. Like, are we going to be hitting up, like, Kyoto Animation, who has done, like, a lot of Slice of Life stuff? Are we going to be doing, like, um, A1, which was Sword Art Online and Fairy Tale? Are we going to do Madhouse? Which was like Card Capture Sakura, which could be very magical. Are we doing Bone Studio, which was like Full Metal Alchemist? Like, I mean, and what's considered anime from. these days is is you know I'm no I am by no means even knowledgeable on the subject, but I know like I've I've heard um, Tartakovsky, you know, bandied around as as anime, you know. As the the definition of it becoming why I, I I just want one of them to be Tartakovsky would be great. I, I'd love to see him do another uh, another even if it was only like two minutes. <laughs> the thing that makes me say it's probably not Tartakovsky is they said the world's best Japanese anime. Did they say okay okay yeah okay um, so then it definitely won't be. Yeah oh I just. I just really want to hell Miyazaki. <laughs> Star Wars. I want it so bad. Because people always draw fan art in his style. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, who did, um... Disney uh, could probably be the only ones to afford to get him to do it. Because even oh, if it was okay. a short one, Miyazaki would have to, like, employ a lot of expensive people to do it. And he would probably, and, you know, he would go into it deep so yeah, yeah cr let's cross our fingers on that one. <laughs> oh gosh that would yeah be I, awesome is does does Disney technically own Studio Ghibli now? I don't know I feel like I read or maybe it's still under that um, I would uh, personally for me like I've been recently starting to look into more of Kyoto animation um, they do a lot of like fun slice of life stuff and it's it's if anyone's ever like seen a silent voice, it's amazing. Like it's very, it's real and realistic, and it's about mental health and stuff like that. And I'm just like, please, please, a silent voice, but Star Wars. Uh, so like this, the potential of this one, and and we're talking about potentials here. It might not even be this. It might just be like Titmouse, but by Japanese animators. But I really want this to be the animatrix of Star Wars. I really want this to be weird and creative in a variety of different styles. Maybe like. I doubt they'll get, like, the super horror anime people, but there could be, like, some dark Sith, like, magic horror story. Like, they could really go all out to so many different things. Like, I don't want this to be safe in a retelling of, like, the original trilogy for the bajillion yeah. 12 times. No, I want this yeah, to be I'm hoping weird it's and wild. not like that. I, that's what I think it sounds like it's going to be, but I hope it's not like that. I hope they do. Uh, it's just sets of stories where they let them do whatever they want. So, like, some of them might, like maybe we'll even get a story without even any characters we know you know just set in a familiar in the familiar galaxy i don't know yeah as i said it's all wide open so like we're basically basically all we're doing is getting ourselves on the record to see how well we do when as each one of these drops you know yeah. However, however much of it, like I can never remember. There was, we were talking about in in an upcoming show about, um, you were talking about how in an upcoming show you're going to be able to uh, talk about. Oh, it's this show about how right we were on our predictions for the Bad Batch, and I was like, wow, I don't remember. 
<laughs> you were telling me I was right, and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I will say about this is something that's been really popular lately also is the Rebels manga has recently come out in Japan, and also Lost Stars was converted into a manga, um, which is why we have Im- images of, like, Nash and uh, Cyanary and stuff like that. Um is the and, Rebels and, and, manga adaptions adaptations of the the TV show, or is it just like yeah. its own style? I'd no. love. I wonder if there'll be English versions of that. I'd love to get are. my hands on that. They just came out, and I don't own them, and I'm sad because my grande boyfriend and and Minister Chua is so fucking cute. Like she's just like, yeah, and the Minister looks so hot. And I'm just like, Chua, you're Chua, baby, you're so cute in this. Why did they make you so adorable? My grande boyfriend looks like a nightmare, and I love him. They really just went for his teeth. Like, he's just, like, all teeth. <laughs> so I almost would, wouldn't mind seeing, like, a uh, manga version. All right, moving on. <clears throat> so this is the other one I'm excited for, because, and I'll probably be more like, yeah, because I know Chris is not excited at all about the High Republic era, but I'm all just like, yeah, bring it on! I'm ready um, to give it a chance, but it's it's it, it's going to be one of those things. If it gets me, it's going to be unexpected. You know, I'll be like, ooh, okay. I'm now I'm into the High Republic, so I'm open yeah. for it. But and I will totally say I'm a little bit biased towards this because me and Megan have been like really putting a lot of headcanon into the Sith acolytes a lot lately. So, like, this is on my brain. I currently, in our roleplay, have a character who is a Sith acolyte. So the moment I saw this, I was, I called Megan. I was yeah. like, Lucasfilm's in my head. <laughs> like, so, it's funny because people are like, oh, Hope will like this because she's a girl and it's a female-oriented show. But it's like, no, Hope's, it's an evil-oriented I, show. <laughs> I don't, people know I love villains, too. I'm here for the murder. Come on, yeah. man. Um, well, I mean, just, this one has a lightsaber slash, I mean... Uh, once again, you know, they just had to put together a quick logo with whatever little stuff they did. But this one, if it says anything, it says slash. <laughs> and it's like, it looks like like um, like heated up iron or something that's just got slash. Yeah. So the little blurby for this um, is The Acolyte. The Acolyte is the Leslie Highland uh, Mysterious News Star Wars series. Kathleen Kennedy shared a few details about Leslie Highland's, uh, I'm sorry, Headland's upcoming Star Wars project, The Acolyte. While plot specifics were not given for the Disney Plus series, Kennedy revealed that it's a mystery thriller focused on the shadowy secrets and emergent dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Details are sparse, but a source tells Variety it will be a female-centric series that takes place in different parts of the Star and a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. So what's interesting about this to me? Okay, so anyone who doesn't know what the High Republic is, in case like you just don't know, um, the High Republic is their new initiative, and it's something like I think like two, three hundred years before the time of the Phantom Menace, and it's when the Jedi were in their prime, and the Republic was in its prime, prime before everything started coming down. And during this time, there are no Sith. The Sith are completely in hiding. So the Jedi think the Sith are destroyed for like a thousand years. And so what tells me is that since this is the final days of the High Republic, I'm wondering if this is going to be the story of, like, a round of how Darth Plagueis rose to power. Probably. They'll probably, yeah. they'll probably want to use some touchstones that they can from the original stuff, and Darth Plagueis would be, 
and people are curious about Darth Plagueis. I'm just looking at this logo and thinking it's funny. They're like they they stress it'll be female centric. It's the most masculine looking of all the logos. But that aside, it looks like this. It's so weird. It just looks like to me those you know those big tubs you get for the bodybuilders get they sell at the grocery store that are just sort of like a big gallon uh tub of uh protein vitamin mix this looks like this it looks like the logo for a like protein workout um shake <laughs> mix acolyte it kind of reminds me actually a lot of the abs it reminds me a lot of the bad batch logo actually just with a like a slash through it well, female-centric, right? Old, old-time Sith in, in, in hiding, right? We, maybe we might have some Night Sisters uh, 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 roots in here because, come on, I mean, how awesome! I mean, those would be the ones right in hiding because they're not Sith, but they you know, could that's, probably that's spawn Sith love. out of them. You know that's what I mean? That's I would love to see explored more is like the other Force users because that's right. Like they're not Sith, so like but you know, can, what are the Night Sisters they can doing? Make what are the Lothots doing? The Lothots are still around during this time period. I mean, like there's other Force yes. users out there, and that that's one of the th things that do that that does pique my interest about trust is the acolytes, the Sith acolyte system. Like who are they? What are they? Stuff like that. Are they like the guardians of the wills, but of the Jedi? Like who are they? And so like I am. And you guys know me, like, if this is the villain show and this is all about villains, I'm just like, yes. And especially because the word's mystery thriller. Like, is this going to be about, like, some some lady who is an acolyte who finds out that the Sith are not in hiding and is working to stay away from the Jedi and bring back, like, a Sith Lord? Like, there, there's so much cool stuff. Like, maybe the bad guys of this show are the Jedi hunting whoever is the main character. Yeah, and, maybe and, there's maybe there's a Jedi. Maybe you know, maybe there's a Jedi that's going that's semi Sith that's in, doing. I mystery thil, thriller, shadowy secrets, and female centric, all push my Night Sisters buttons, and yeah. it would be awesome if the Night Sisters were tra or you know, it'd be really awesome is if it was uh, like a show about a, a whole a whole gang of uh, female Asats. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but like yeah but yeah there's no way i i i would i i would love to have if not the night sisters some sort of early version of them or that vibe because and and that would that's also something that that is you know familiar from the clone I... wars and stuff and was very popular they kept bringing what the night sisters about mother talzin because that we have be... no idea. She could be immortal for all we know. She's well, in yeah, dark magic. A thousand magic. years might not be much of anything for her. Maybe we'll see Bendu. Yeah, uh, I mean, Yoda is definitely... Cause they, they have Bendu. concept art of Yoda um, for High Republic. So we, we also know that Yoda's around in this time. Like, he was, you know, like 600 years younger or whatever. 300 years younger. So he's like 500 Oh, okay. So time. it's not like millennia in the past. It's like hundreds of years in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's only like three to four or like four... Hold on. High Republic timeline. <laughs> uh, the updated new official timeline to incorporate the 
Oh yeah, because the embargo lifted. Yay, the embargo has lifted. No, I don't want to accept the terms of your agreement. Uh, 200 years before the events of... So we're only 200 years. Oh, okay. So this is the fall of the High Republic into the Republic. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's actually not that far back. So it, it could easily be... It could be all that, right all that above. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, uh, and and we don't know. It's not saying whether it's going to be animated or not. I'm assuming. I'm sort of assuming if they don't say animated, that it's going to be live action. I was about to say the same thing. Like if if it's not specifically stated animated, I'm automatically assuming. But I would actually love for this to be animated. I think this could be a really cool. It would be really cool. It would be really cool to see the the Night Sisters type stuff in in in. Yeah, I'd be down either way. Either way. Yeah. Now I'm more excited about this. Hope now. Now I'm. I'm actually. Yeah. I'm. I'm ready to check out every single one of these, and I probably will watch every single one of these, even if I don't. Even if there's ones that I don't like, because. Yeah, it, there's gonna be. There's gonna be something. I, I. I'll be like, I don't want to go to Wikipedia to get the information. I yeah. <laughs> or Wikipedia. So, ready for the next one? Next one, yes. And I'm going to, uh, like, frame this in a way that I would love for this to be. So, next we have Lando. Justin, is it Simeon or Simeon? Justin Simeon's a writer. What? I think it's Simeon. I know. Uh, Justin uh, Simeon, the writer, producer, and director of Dear White People, is creating a Lando Cassian of Lando Cassian. You're getting Lando ahead of yourself, Calrissian. Hope. <sighs> I know, I know. <sighs> is creating a Lando Calrissian event series for Disney Plus, fittingly titled Star Wars Lando. The project is still in early development, and Lucasfilm has yet to provide nearly any details on the project, including whether or not it's Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover. Who has played? Oh, excuse me. Who has played the character in other live-action Star Wars installments, and whether or not they're attached to the project? Okay, Chris, picture this, because it says event okay. series, right? So event series tells me it's limited series, so probably only like at like eight to twelve episodes. Imagine Billy D. Williams Lando sitting there playing Sabacc and recalling tales of the Calrissian Chronicles, or just wheeling stories about his He's youth. still adding to the Calrissian. He's on page 8,006,000. He's yeah. on volume 12 of the Calrissian Chronicles or something and like he's, that. And he's sitting there like with ladies around him, and he's recalling yeah. days of his youth, and then the rest of the episode, it's Donald yeah. Glover acting it out. Young, young Indiana be, Jones, basically. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that would be cool. They, I, it sounds like they haven't negotiated. It can't be... It can't be starring, unfortunately, Billy D. Williams, because, like, I hear Billy D. Williams is in real, like, his back is in really bad shape. Oh no! And, and that's really? how you can tell when you watch when we watch Rise of Skywalker. You'll see they have him like literally, mo- he's either sitting down, or, um, he's somebody else walking. Like when he's walking away, he's probably so- he's somebody else in a in his costume and he walks he he doesn't walk very much he can't walk that that much so like i i just don't see like him being able to pull off a a a show or wanting to but if he said he could go there in one session and do all the like i remember the time when i did this and he would love to do that so yeah that 
and my dream would be it's Donald Glover too, because if if they get Donald Glover, I don't care what's going on with this. I'm a thousand percent down. Even if the the writing isn't that good, he will sell it. You know, he's down to play Lando Calrissian. Um, if it's not Donald Glover, and even if it is Donald Glover, this show is going to rely heavily on really good writing. If they can. Here's the thing. Uh, a couple things that I want to point out, because yeah, um, the tight like the actual logo, the the yellow, red, and blue is the colors of his outfit in Solo. Right. He has right. the the yellow shirt, the blue cape, and the red belt. And so I really. I, I want this to be like, just as you said, like Billy introducing me is, but I want this to be like diving more into also the solo stuff. Like this is an opportunity to see people like Kira. This is the people like to see more about like, Crimson Dawn. This We could even touch a little bit on like, maybe see live action Vizago or Hondo. Hondo is still around in this time. I think this could be a really, really- Oh, for sure. I, fun, I would like it fun. to have a little more like an aged up tone of when Lando was in Rebels, you know, yeah. that the, the tone those, the, 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 that episode had. And, uh, um, like Scott Gardner was saying, ah, I'm not interested in this unless it has these two characters from the original Lando novels, which I totally forgot about. And, uh, and then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, man, it's very possible that they could. Because I, the, for one, the Lando novels uh, back in the old days, in the old days when you know there was first there was Splinter of the Mind's Eye, then there was this a Han Solo trilogy and a Lando trilogy, and the Han Solo trilogy was okay, but the Lando trilogy was great, yeah. and there were a couple side character sidekick characters in it that were really good. I think one of them was a robot, and. Uh, he was like, I'd be down if they were in there. And I was thinking and I was thinking to myself, yeah, they very well could be in there because they yeah. would be the kind of thing that Disney would like. Definitely any writers of Lando are going to go back through any material, you know, all the books, comics, anything they can about Lando. And if you can, those characters would not mess up any kind of continuity or anything. And uh, yeah, you could you could pop them right in there as a. Especially since they were very popular characters, and they were very, they were very fun characters. The Lando books were very fun, so and if they a, capture could, the tone of that, it could be a lot of that. Like, because yeah, if it, if it is, if it's like, of course we're discussing this in the framework of old Lando looking back on his lives, but if, if it's something like in that kind of framework, it could be, it could be like a couple episodes with the characters from the Lando book. It could be a couple episodes with L three. There could be like. Uh, his like how he met Kira because him and Kira already knew each other in Solo, so it could be like how they ran into each other. It could be like it could go anywhere between the time of Solo to original trilogy. Like it could be well, oh, there could be a story of how he met Lobot. Like there's sure. so much. Sure. Oh yeah. There. Well, they they did that in the com. They I mean they they sort of explained the origin of Lobot in the comics. Yeah. And uh, in the in the mini in the Lando miniseries in the comics. But like, yeah, I mean, even if it did end up being instead of like episodic stories, they could still frame Billy D. Williams on either side. He could just work you through the story like uh, yeah. the grand, like the grandfather in. Um, Ooh, I would almost like it have meta moments too, where like, like you know, the court, like if Billy D. is telling that, like frames it from the beginning to the end. But you have those moments in the middle where Donald just like turns to the camera and he's just like. 
and she didn't know that I thought blah blah blah, and then it goes back to the action. Like I, it can be super campy, especially because it's if it's if yeah. It's, no, you could have him turn to the camera and say that as the transition to go back to to uh, Billy D. And so so every time he addresses the camera, that's Billy D. You know, because the story's still coming from Billy D. Williams, so it's being told by Lando Calrissian. So you could do, you could theoretically do all sorts of breaking the breaking the wall type stuff because he could just do it like you know he could. People tell stories all the time and then look over at the people and give them a little aside or something like that. Yeah. You know. I, so yeah, it, this could be this could be a a riot. You know. Yeah, I I would rather this be like. Episodic adventure of the weeks versus like a twelve episode event series specifically about like a week of Lando's life getting. If they did, if they did that, if they did some sort of like you know story that was very important in Lando's life, I would hope they would. I would like to let them to do it in the way that um. Now I'm now I'm spacing on the name of the artist and writer who did it, but there was a Hercules mini series. They did two of them, four issue mini series of Marvels with the character Hercules, mm-hmm. and it was a story arc, and and they both ended with a serious, you know, like the first one ended with his father trying to, you know, he had to fight his father to the death, but the tone of the whole thing was very episodic. They were just bouncing from place to place. And it was hilarious. It was humorous and and fun and adventurous. And it didn't get serious till the end. You know, a little bit at the end when he had to fight almost to the death, and and they had to the serious up. But th- they could do the same tone with Lando, because you know Hercules was just rolling into town with his robot sidekick and like, where's the bar? You know, and getting into trouble. And it, s- s- same thing with Lando. I, I would, yeah, yeah I would. Uh, it's it could go it could go good or bad but like there's so much potential for just <laughs> the word lando with a, a box around it for yeah. almost everything yeah all right ready for the next two yep actually i should do these separately um i'm okay this is the I'm going to surprise everybody that the second one of these um, is the one that I'm actually one of the least excited. These are the two I'm kind of the most on the fence about. So, here we go. The first one. Rangers of the New Republic. John Favreau and Dave Filoni are also creating another new live-action series, which is set within the same era as The Mandalorian. Very little is known about Rangers of the New Republic outside except the series will culminate in a crossover event with The Mandalorian and Star Wars Ahsoka, which we'll talk about in a second. No cast was announced for this film, but there is speculation around Paul Son Hung Lee's character, Carson Teva, as well as Cara Dune from the episode from Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian when he came up with like, here's your badge if you want it. That that scene. So do you want to start? No, it's in those three shows. It's in these, actually, it's in these two shows, and maybe a little of The Mandalorian, that you're going to probably get your, you're going to get your Thrawn 
and you might get your might get Ezra and stuff like that. The, I, actually, okay, okay. Since we're gonna go, let me go. Since we should probably talk about both these together, so let me go ahead and read the little snippet for about. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. We definitely should. That's a good idea. Yeah. So Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson will set will return as Ahsoka Tano in a limited series with Dave Filoni and John Favreau at the helm. The show will connect to the uh, to another new Star Wars show, Rangers of the New Republic. According to Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, the two series will be a crossover into a climactic event. Both new series are set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, and according to the Disney announcement, the Ahsoka Tano series is set to debut sometime in 2022. I have mixed feelings, so I'm going to let you talk first. <laughs> okay, I, 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 think, um, I think, well, The Mandalorian's a huge hit. So these are the these are the two that they're like we've been we've been noticing in the Mandalorian that they've been setting up all kinds of potential spin-offs. Like backdoor pilots. There's been a I'm lot of very, backdoor pilots. I'm I'm really guessing the Mandalorian gets a new ship because we don't have the word Fett with a line around his name in any in these ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh um I think these, the 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 three of them, these two in the Mandalorian, are you know are going to flesh out that what they've built with the Mandalorian. I think they did they they set it up and then they're they're almost done with season two. They've got season three, you know, almost ready to. I think they might have even started filming uh, or work on season three already. So it's it's a go ahead and people love it and it's an op it's an open universe within Star Wars, you know, there's just a lot of uh it's it's funny because well, Ahsoka who knows what direction they'll take that in, you know, stylistically. But what Rangers of, Rangers logo, of the New Republic sounds like even more like a Western. It, it's hard to see, but what do you think of the Ahsoka logo? Because it's very World Between Worlds. Yes, it is. And, uh, but, you know, we're at an early stage. So it might, that might just be because, you know, associate, Ahsoka has a lot of associations with us with the World Between Worlds. And it's very visually uh, arresting, but I don't know. Um, that that would be interesting because uh, it, uh, I I hope it's in that direction, and it would make sense for it to be in that direction because, like I said, Ahsoka's had a lot of exposure to the more mystical aspects of the Force, and if she's involved in the sort of mystical end of it, it it might explain her non participation in any kind of movie era (laughs) should, you know, in any of the, the actual films. So she's sort of this behind the scenes mystic character. Um, yeah, it could be, it could be anything. You know, I mean, they got Mandalorian, which is sort of like a, the Western and uh, samurai picture. But Rangers of the New Republic looks like it's straight up, you know, Western marshals um, type show. And uh, you, you also have the word in there, crossover event. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They're definitely like they're definitely going to to feed all three of these together because that gets you watching all three shows. You mm -hmm. know, you know, from a financial from a financial point of view, but from an artistic point of view, if they do that really well, I'm I'm totally down with it. That's like would be some neat world building. And I mean, they did it with Clone Wars and and Rebels. You know, so mm -hmm. it's it's everything has like potential. Everything, almost everything on this has like little cringe fact, like things that could be like, okay, this could be really cringy if they don't do this right. But then they all also have are packed with great potential. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Now I'm really curious as to. Do you think it's too much? It's just overkill. No, um, a lot of how I feel about. Oh, sorry, I hit my mic. Um, a lot of how I feel about these two shows goes for just like personal biases, um, and also just like fandom things recently. Here's my thing, and I'm gonna probably get a touch political for a second. Um, if Rangers of the New Republic is the Cara Dune show, I'm not watching because of Chana Carano. She's hurt far too many of the transgender friends. She's been spreading a misinformation about both the election and coronavirus. She's turned out to be a trap, and I do not want to support it if this is her spinoff show. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. Um, and if, and I, I should say, we are recording this before the finale of season two. She killed in this episode, and then I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. She gets shot. I've never wanted a female character to die as much. I want Cara Dune to get shot. <laughs> shot. So we're recording this before the finale of season two. We don't know. And we also don't know the casting for this. Um, so if, if it's not her show, but it's all about Paul Sung Hyung Lee's character, Carson Teva, I'm enjoying this then. I really enjoyed that character. I think that'd be great. But if this is the Cara Dune show, I'm not going to watch it because I'm not here for Gina Carano's bullshit. Because it's bullshit. I've had to, I, con I had to console and treat and like and help so many of my transgender friends the last like season who's been really struggling with Star Wars. Especially in, you know, same thing with Rosario Dawson. I think she's a fine Ahsoka, but like I think her legacy as Ahsoka has been tainted even if she's completely cleared of all her charges that's still always going to be over her head um, and I, I do think they should have recasted her from the beginning and I think she's a fine Ahsoka I think she's an okay Ahsoka but like a lot of like a lot of queer fans in the community has been really hurt hurt by Star Wars and how they have not handled Gina and how they have not handled this Rosaria or not at least re even released a statement about it and I'm fed up with it myself. And the thing is, if no about us, they're I, not going to. It's too. They they they're not gonna like. They're just I know, gonna I try know. to. Because they're cowards. Disney's a, as a corporation is a group of fucking cowards. If you want to hear us talk all about how Disney are a bunch of cowards, go listen to Help Makes Chris Watch Cartoons. You never get. You never get to get a big corporation. Yeah. To uh. But like. To to, to diddle with their multi-billion dollar franchise they just bought that just went through like a little little dip in their expectations of it at this oh. point they don't want to like Cara Dune toys are not selling right now which is hilarious to me yeah. but, but here's my thing about Ahsoka which is why I'm on the fence about this too I mean I I will probably watch this one and Ahsoka Katana is my favorite character and yeah I feel a little meh about Rosario but I, I for the episode of the Jedi I think she was a fine I think she did 
Ashley well. I think she did that character really well. My thing about Ahsoka is I do not want this to be the Rebel sequel. I don't want to see a Thrawn. I don't want to see Ezra. I do not want this to be the Rebel sequel because I do not want the Rebel sequel to be in live action. It needs to be an animation. I want it to be an animation. I do not want that series to be touched in live action. And if this ends up being the Rebel sequel, I'm going to be real salty about it. Because, um, and that's just a personal hope bias. I prefer animation. I think that story should be finished in animation. I do not want it in live action. And so if it is the, Ez- the, the Ezra Thrawn story, I'm going to be like, it, it is going to taint it for me. And like I said, how I feel about these two shows are all personal biases. You see, so, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be the Rebels sequel, but I think it's going to be the gateway to the Rebels sequel, i.e. maybe not Thrawn as part of the Rebels sequel, but Ezra. And we might get like a little bit of Ezra. To, I think we might have Str- Th- Thrawn strongly figuring in at least Ahsoka and probably a little in like Rangers of the New Republic depends on if with Cara Dune if it's gonna if it's gonna be more like the Marshals in a Western then yeah she's probably gonna be like one of the the if not one of the main characters but if it's like like... if it's like if it's like Dave Filoni and the other guy who are the X-Wing pilots type show yeah I'd be down for that uh, it might, it, like, you know, she I, might have, she might show up in it, but she might not be the, it might be a total, it might, you know, this it, might be, this might be the, the show that's less, literally less grounded, you know, so this one might be yeah. uh, more, more of a spaceship show. And if it is, she's not a spaceship character. She's a, she's a, a ground you character. know, a, a Western type character. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly, for, for Rangers of the New Republic, I'm just waiting for casting, really. Uh-huh. And also to see what happens in the finale of... Cause, Who's like, it's making it also, you know, that's that's the thing is with well, all... Well, uh, Favreau and Filoni are helming it, it says right there. Oh, so then, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're helming both of these shows. So, like, that that's kind of what... I, and like I said, we're recording this before the, Rebel, the uh, Mandalorian finale. We actually don't... We haven't seen episode eight yet. We don't know what's going to happen. So, like, for all we know, like, everything could... I'm assuming they're, they're going to leave us on some big cliffhanger to go into season three. So, we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I, I don't know. But for Rangers of the New Republic, I'm waiting on casting. And I'm just waiting for more about the Ahsoka show, too. Because I want to be excited about the Ahsoka show, but I do not want it to be the Rebel sequel. I'm, I'm down for anything else. Ahsoka could, like, eat a sandwich for eight episodes, and I'd be, like, here for it. But I, as long as it's not the Rebel sequel, I'll be totally cool with the show. So I'm, these are the two I'm just, like, waiting to see, you know? I'm just I'm just waiting on it. We'll see I how think, we feel about it. I think it. with Rosario Dawson as a, actor, act, as a famous actress that you have to pay for it, and being a famous actress, there'll be less of a... Uh, less of a... The, the, there'll be a less of a impetus for her to be for it to be an ensemble show which a rebel sequel would have to be so i have a feeling it's going to be very very focused on ahsoka i don't know, you know though these she... are dave's characters like with filoni and favreau helming it like yeah. filoni filoni could be perfectly willing to bring back like tia sabine or or gosh there's <laughs> 
Raul Cooley yeah, but is remember like... with actors and actresses at like Rosario Dawson level. Not, I mean, Rosario Dawson's in a lot of like cool movies too. So I don't know what kind of actress, you know, what her ego's like or. Well, she something. she was in the Marvel Defender show. Like she was in um like like Daredevil and and Luke Cage and then Defender. So she's done ensemble stuff. She was in those Marvel Netflix shows. Oh okay. So like she has done this before. I also think Disney would want to also like feature her, but then again, they got her name in the title, so that would do the do the trick on that. So yeah, I... yeah. So we'll we'll see. Like I hate to say it, but these are the ones. Uh, and I also just if it was, think... they might have mentioned something about that too. They might have. It might have been like, I don't see why they wouldn't have mentioned it. It seems like that that would have like mentioned what. If it was going to be the sequel to Rebels, you know. I, 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 that, you know, that's what I'm kind of waiting to see in this finale of Mandalorian that we haven't seen that this will come out after. Right. <laughs> right, because right. we don't know, we don't know how it's going to end. You know, we got the big cliffhanger of the Darksaber last, at the end of last season. Maybe like, I don't know, Ezra shows up at the end of this, uh, at the end of the final episode or, or something. You know, we don't, uh, until, and I will have a better idea of what these two shows might be once I see that final episode and I know whatever cliffhanger we're going to be on for a year because that's going to be very telling about what these two are probably going to be shaped around. And also to touch on, like, what you were saying when you were trying to guess what I, how I felt, um, I do feel like these are a little much. I, these two feel like the big cash grabs for me because it, these two feel like, oh, the Mandalorian's popular. Let's do more Mandalorian. Well, yeah, that's what they're going to do. That's yeah, what they're so going to do. Yeah, so these two also just feel like the cash grabs to me for sure. So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I want to be excited about these two because... I don't mind a cash grab as long as it's good. As long yeah. as it's not a lazy cash grab, then whatever they can... If, if it's good, then fine. Get the cash, you know? Yeah, they'll have my money. I saw a, a, a Grogu coffee mug today while I was right, Christmas right. shopping. Right, right. That's what that I, I was, I was just going to say something like that, you know? I mean, if Grogu isn't a cash grab that everybody loves and is well-written and is awesome, then yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I was talking, I was on a podcast, uh, it was Pink Milk actually, and we were talking about Grogu merch and, uh, it was either Toby or Caleb, and one of them were like, I have a Grogu succul succulent. It's a plant. It's a succulent. <laughs> I totally like, could see that. I could totally see that. I saw a Grogu chia like pet today while I was Christmas shopping. Oh, jeez. Ch-ch-ch-chia. ch Even though he has no hair. Well, he has a he has a, like probably a few thin, wispy baby hairs, but yeah. Well, my thing is, is like I was shopping for other people and I was in Second and Charles, which is a very dangerous place for me. So like I was purposely not looking at the Star Wars stuff because I was not I was shopping for my nieces and my nephews. And I was very purposely not looking at the Star Wars stuff because they would very suddenly not have Christmas presents and I would have more Star Wars. stuff. <laughs> um, all right. Next one. Yes. So the next one, I'm actually really excited about. For one sentence in particular, it makes me super excited for this one. So this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. The previously announced Obi-Wan Kenobi series just got even more incredible. Kathleen Kennedy announced that Hayden Christensen would reprise his role 
as Darth Vader in the forthcoming series, set just 10 years before, or sorry, just set just 10 years after Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker's fateful duel on Mustafar, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will be helmed by Deborah Chow. Obi-Wan Kenobi is set to begin production in London, March of 2021. The sentence of Hayden Christensen, not uh, as I was kid, but say... as... I don't know Darth which one I like better, Hayden Christensen or Deborah Chow. We're both like, oh, oh, because her episodes of of uh, Mandalorian were great. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was I was just trying to think. I don't think she's done one this year. Deb. I don't think she has yet. Not this. Not this season. I know she did. No, they're probably uh, getting chapters. her ready for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know she did chapter three, which was the one where he was like, "This child's mine, bitches," and runs away. Um, <laughs> exactly, just like that. Oh, and she did uh, chapter seven, which was the part one of the finale of last year. Mm. Um, yeah, like. Okay, so can I talk about the fact? First of all, Hayden's back, and I think that's so lovely. And wonderful, and I'm super excited for that. But the fact that he's reprising his role as Darth Vader tells me a lot of things. That means we're going to be seeing Hayden's face, which means we're going to get some trippy ass Force stuff. Well, because that's, they what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm saying, what like if if it's if he's in the Darth Vader suit, they're obviously going to use either James Earl Jones or a Darth Vader voice or something, or maybe Hayden Christensen could even through a the right processing or whatever but it would be like almost pointless to have Hayden Christensen be Darth Vader unless you had like his, like his scarred up face yeah and had stuff with when he's out of the suit so I'm not I don't even think we're gonna well, I, I, I do think we'll probably see him all scarred up and stuff like that but you, the very first thing I thought of when I saw the words Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Darth Vader, which I must say is just such a delicious sentence to say. I thought of the Charles Soule comic, the Vader run. Right, right. Where it's where it's the opposite side, where Vader is seeing himself at in his Anakin body having trippy forced conversations with Obi-Wan and replaying scenes in his mind. Like there's one where early on where he has a vision of him going to Obi-Wan and taking off his helmet and begging for forgiveness and Obi-Wan strikes him down. There's another one where he's like, it, it's almost like dark side world between worlds, but it's, it's the world between worlds, but for the dark side. Right, and it's right. these trippy visions um, where he sees like Obi-Wan and Palpatine. He sees his mother. He sees Padme. Like, I think this has a really good well, chance of being really weird. There's and very been, there's already and been very trippy. There's already been rumors that, um, or not rumors, but speculations with the, um, a couple episodes of the Mandalorian ago when the baby had the little, um, butterflies around his head. Yeah. Those are, those are actually to, from the, those are from the Charles Soule comic is what, right. that was the first time they were introduced as, uh, beings of the force. Cause I like, I was a little, t I'm a little torn with the Darth Vader thing. Because, I mean, I mean, we definitely know it's Ewan McGregor in this. Yeah. And, and like, it's gonna, but still, with, like, if you have Darth Vader in the show, it's gonna, like, depending, unless he's just gonna do, like, uh, an episode as Darth Vader, 
you know, just do an appearance as him. If he's going to be an integral part of the show, it's going to be very hard for it not to become the Darth Vader show. Um, but it can be done. I mean, but at the same time, like, there's not a lot action-wise that I can think of to drive this story because Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are just not going to meet because they don't meet again till till Star Wars you know and they discuss like not being not and you know not having That's contact why I think it's the, going to be so force and trippy I think it's all going to be force like things you know, and I hope it's not something like Vader trying to search down Obi-Wan Kenobi and stuff, because that wouldn't make sense either, because he seems kind of surprised in Star Wars that he's like, oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi showed up or, you know, I knew this might happen or something, but not like finally, you know, we meet again. I finally have you, you know, like like he tried to hunt him down. But yeah there there's not much obi-wan kenobi can do and he can't really leave tattooing <laughs> can he why not because he's there to watch luke maybe he has to okay this is actually a very nice segue into uh the other thing i want from the series um i would actually like to see uncle owen and aunt Beru play a role i would like to see their prequel actors get recasted uh, not recasted uh brought back not recasted i want them back I would like to see those actors back because I I was, you know, I'm going to touch on animation for a second. I've been really thinking a lot about aunts and uncles in in media and how um, I I recently wrote a piece about uh, DuckTales and about Donald's duck, uh, Donald Duck's agency as a parent to the, to the, to Huey, Dewey and Louie because he raised the boys. He's their uncle and he raised the boys. So he is their parent. And I, I, that's something that I would like to see, like, not like, have Owen and Beru be like full like side characters and stuff like that but have like moments where they're like maybe Obi-Wan is like uh I I need to leave and I can't protect him and Owen's like what the hell are you doing I'm his parent yeah like I I, want to see more of Owen and Beru being in these parental roles for Luke in his life because to quote Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy Vader might be Luke's uh father but Owen is his daddy you know, Beru is his mother. Like, that's his mommy. Like, and I want to see Owen and Beru in this series playing significant it, roles in Luke's life. It and depends maybe, on whether I would get, I wonder if we'll see Luke at all, you know? It, it depends on whether they make Luke a character. It might actually get off, off planet a little bit. Because maybe, like, Obi-Wan senses, like, a threat and he has to leave and he warns Owen and Beru. He's like, you have to move Luke, at least until I return. Because I think they might be coming and I need to lead yeah. them away. And then it becomes, like, him leading them away from tattooing and then comes back. We know we know Luke oh, and oh Ben. Oh, my God, what if my grande's in it, Chris? They might ah. be. We, we, Luke and Ben, you know, Luke and Ben oh, had met. would be met. dead by now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I really have no idea plot-wise what they got planned for this one to make it, like, um, I, I, I hope, I, you know, I know this is not going to happen. I would like it to be, like, not have to have any sort of, uh, I don't care if it has any kind of, like, heavy tension or narrative drama to it. I would love it to be, like, this meditative like study on the you know 
the almost parallel lives of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in that time in that time period, you know, when they when Obi-Wan's in limbo and Darth Vader is just starting to realize how screwed he is, you know. Are, are you ready? I I would I would love that just a nice slow pace to get to see some nice deep character details on each yeah. of them you know deep character studies and, and you know and honestly, more stylistic you know and atmospheric than than you know action driven i i don't know but if i mean if ewan mcgregor is in it ewan mcgregor can act his ass off and he's and, dying to be obi-wan again so that you know like what? no matter what tone they make it he's gonna be obi-wan it's gonna be awesome you know what they could also do as well if they do go that route they could bring back Liam Neeson for an episode as Qui-Gon. Sure, sure. Um, and we also have a live-action Ahsoka. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's... There, there's a oh lot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A live-action Ahsoka and, and Obi-Wan meeting up would be oh. pretty intense. Ooh. <laughs> I, I know I'm being a hypocrite because I just said a lot of stuff about Rosario, yeah, but, but I, I would love on. to see yeah, a live action. Yeah, but yeah, but then you th- like then I start thinking about Clone Wars and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, be- that that left unsaid moment of them from Siege of Mandalore, where the last time they saw each other was them going, I have concerns about Anakin, and then they don't see each other again. Yeah, and so, um, I I will say I'm a little I haven't finished the first from a certain point of view, and I know the second one has come out. So I do know there's some, like, Force Ghost Obi-Wan stuff going on in those books, and I do know that there is, like, some mysticism of... I I think Qui-Gon's in the first one, if I remember correctly. I'm really rusty on it. But, like, there's definitely some, like, Obi-Wan Force Ghost training, I should say, of him, like, this could be him going on his journey of how to be a force ghost. Well, I mean, there's, literally there's... just before he went to tattooing, that's when Yoda was like, look, I'm going to teach you how to talk to you, talk to Qui-Gon. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So he's talking that by the time he, anything that happens in the show, he'll be, he'll, he'll, he's in communication with Qui-Gon, so. Oh, someone please correct me why I'm wrong, because I really am rusty on the first from a certain point of view, but wasn't the Obi-Wan story before he died? Ooh, I am so rusty on that book. Uh, but I think it was from before he died, and he was communicating with Yoda before he died in that book. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long, long time. I was, I never finished it, because God, that cantina scene took forever. But, uh, yeah, anyway. All right, ready for the next one that I'm super excited for? I think you're ready for the next one, that's for sure. This one is down on my list, but it doesn't, like, that's the thing is, like, it doesn't matter whether they're down or up, because we don't know. This still, this is also packed with potential. It's odd. My thing is, is I don't want to wait so long. We've already been, they announced this this show, like, what, two years ago? And it's not going to be out for another two years? (laughs) yeah you know the thing about it is is not only do you have to plan out the scheduling and stuff but you have to rely on all the actors and actresses schedules and stuff so it's probably that's probably yes how they worked it all out but yeah sorry hope 
Yeah, no, yeah, it's not I, that I, far. Two twenty twenty two. What will it will be twenty twenty two and like just a little more than a year. Yeah, I think. Is it Diego? Hold on. Hope's having a moment. Oh yeah, because I know he definitely. Um, by the way, we're talking about Andor. Um, Diego Luna definitely had conflicts because he was the main character of Narcos. Um, so I haven't watched Narcos. Yeah, so right, right. But hey, anyway, Star Wars Andor, the Disney Plus, uh, Disney's new Disney Plus show starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor from Rogue One is launching in 2022. Disney announced at its investor day today. Production began two weeks ago in London, Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy said during the presentation. A brief sizzle reel was shown up early production, which you can watch. Well, you guys can't watch this. This is an audio medium. Go watch it. Given that the show is still a ways away, the trailer doesn't reveal anything too much about the plot. plot about the plot, it does reveal that there will be 12 episodes in the season, though. So that's good to look forward to. I don't think. I think this is the next ongoing show. I don't think this is. Uh, is is Andor? I, well, I should have looked this up. I'm not sure if this is a limited series or not. Andor, limited series. I think it's an ongoing series. All we know is that this, uh... I think this is gonna be the next ongoing one, like, Mandalorian, because I don't think there's anything that says that it's, um... We just know that it's confirmed to have 12 episodes. Which, Mandalorian? Ooh, it might be a limited... I'm, I'm just spitballing, because Mandalorian it, has it, 8 episodes. It, yeah, it's, it's, it says 12 episodes in the season. It could be one of those things where if it does good, they'll be, see, you know, they'll, they, it's... It sounds like it sounds like if it is going to be only 12 episodes, they're making them as something that could lead to further seasons. So it's probably yeah. not going to be a, a single story, which is odd because it would seem like this one might be one of the ones to tell a single story with. But I, it's a it's a weird thing because it's a character, you know, what happens to it was just like, you know, it's it's sort of like the double of Rogue One. You know, you knew that nobody was making it to the end of Rogue One, and this one, you know for sure what his fate is. Mm -hmm. So, like, I like I like if I was envisioning it and like had twelve episodes to do it, I would do it as a way of like using it as a tour of, you know, the the how the rebellion started, you know, and going go you know, sort of having him be like not quite to the level of, but sort of like the Forrest Gump of the early rebellion and resistance, <laughs> you know, where he's in a lot, a lot of the important places where important things happen, you know? And no, I just want someone just to go like, Rune, Andor, Rune! That's why I said not quite. Just sort of in the same place at the same time, but not the happy-go-lucky uh, doofus. Kathy and Kathy yeah. and Andor. Yeah. My mama told me that life is like a pew pew pew. <laughs> Sith is a Sith does. <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, I, I mean, it, I want to talk about this one for a second because this is this, this could be the gritty one. You I, know. I though I have so many feelings of what this. I want to know when this is set. I because I think if I remember correctly, I saw an official timeline where this is set during Rebels timeline. Which says a lot, because Rebels is what like five years before Rogue One, 
Um, so being set during the Rebels timeline, we could have touches on like the Ghost Crew. We know that both, because uh, we know Cassian's a Fulcrum agent, so there could be Callus, there could be Ahsoka. Um, this could be a Fulcrum trio show. This could be have Saul Guerrera because we know that Saul's in the Rebels timeline too. There's, uh, and I, I think, I think this. You're right. I think we're gonna get to see the dirty side of the rebellion. Yeah, where we I mean that's heroic characters. Yeah. I mean, and we know this. We know this. If from we're Rogue not, one. why, why do yeah. this? <laughs> we know this from Rogue One because Rogue One opens with Cassian murdering a man in cold blood. Like yeah. we know this, but like this, I, we and we also know that the uh, opposite of the the droids one. Yeah, like uh, we know that that uh, K2SO is in the series too. That's already been confirmed that um, Alan Tudyk is returning in his role as K2SO. So we know K2- well, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so there's so much they they could bring back so many Rogue One characters. We could have like cameos with like Krennic and Galen. You know, they could make uh, like there's so much. But like I love that the thing that I want to see about this is not only just the dark gritty side of the rebellion, but because from from what I, I I remember off no I'm not sure if it's an official timeline and our timeline <laughs> but I think it's uh this is I don't trust flash films they're not real this could you could get hondo in this one or you or oh this. where is it where is it where is it oh yeah uh, it was at Star Wars celebration um at Star Wars celebration they have um, the Cassian Andor placed between, um, right in the middle of Star Wars Rebels. So that tells me so many possibilities. We could see Vanessa yeah, sometime Marshall. He has, sometimes, sometimes he has to hire Cad Bane to help him with a, to rub somebody out. Jeez, we don't even know if he's alive, but, you know, we could have Honda. We could have Vizaga. Like, I would love to see Vanessa Marshall play a live-action Hera. I think that would be really cool. I would love to see, like, a, a, mo, a mocap Zeb. Give me a mocap Zeb with Steve Bloom, please. Um, like, there's there's so much that could be here. And it could be a lot of fun. And I think this is going to be like watching watching Season 7 of Clone Wars. Because we know that Episode 3 is looming on the horizon, which just adds so much drama to it. It adds this, like, feeling, this, like, heavy blanket over all of Season 7. Because we, as the viewer, know that Episode 3 is looming. We, as the viewer, will know that how Cassian's stories ends. Rogue One will be looming over this show. And so if there's ever a moment where, like, Cassian's like, oh, I have these dreams to retire. Like, we're going to be like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> like, it's going to be this added drama. Yeah. I think it's going to be Well, fun. he... Uh, he has this weird thing where he has plot armor because we know when he dies, but he's doomed. But everybody else <laughs> around him won't be safe. Right, right. Uh, and that's that, like, so this show is also going to probably need someone like an Ahsoka or a Rex in it. Because we know, like, Cassian and K2 is going to be all right, but they need to introduce this, uh, like, other characters. And we see that because we get a sizzle reel. In the sizzle reel, we see Cassian interacting with, uh, we see some concept art. And there's, like, different characters in the concept art. And uh, so these are probably going to be the other characters. And I think they said that over 12 episodes, there's 200 named characters. So that tells us there's probably going to be some other casting announcements that there's probably going to be like a main group of people that this is going to be focused around. Probably other fulcrum agents and other spies who's going to be interacting with them. And so like, I, I just, I'm so excited. I mean, you guys know Rogue One's my favorite Star Wars movie. I love this movie. I'm super excited for this one. And the Citadel reel made me really excited because I was looking at the, like the size of the sets. Like the sets are huge and they're big. These are probably going to be done in the 
What what is the thing that they filmed the uh, Mandalorian in the volume? See, like... I think they're I think they're getting really good watching the last Mandalorian. I think they're really getting really good at combining the CGI and sets and landscapes to make yeah. to make stuff to I mean, expand. Did you see some of the animatronics out. and the? Uh, they were showing off some of the creatures and the in the makeup and the animatronics and like the in the sizzle reel. Like there's a lot in the sizzle reel. Yeah. Like I I, well, I paused I'm, I'm just on the that, costumes. I'm hoping that having all these shows gives them more impetus to do like more animatronics because then they can, you know, it, 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 they're expensive to make, but you make an animatronic alien, you can pop him into a into a bar in any show you know in the future so you can get more use out of them so i'm hoping that will will push them more towards practical effects yeah i know, I know grogu is an exp like there's multiple grogu's yeah um yeah. but yeah <laughs> it was um well it was actually both of them it was both uh katana Cass and pink milk they recently uh interviewed katie o'brien who is the comms officer who's the second in command on the Mandalorian to Moff Gideon. She's like the really cool, like looking female Imperial. Um, and she was talking about how there's like multiple Grogu's on set. Um, and, and so, and like sometimes they're animatronics and like there's dude like moving them around and sometimes, and, yeah. and sometimes they're puppets and depending on what um, they have to do. That's the way it always used to be. Yeah. So he's, he's very similar. If, if you've ever seen gremlins, like Grogu is, is very similar to how they pulled off the Mogwai, except with 30 years of technology ahead of them. And, and yeah, now but, they can now they can probably program Grogu moves in from a cell phone and, you know, make him yeah. act like basically like, yeah, somebody with a cell phone, like, uh, like one of those um, drones, like one of them drones. But personally, like, I, I'm really excited for Andor. I wanted Andor the moment they announced it, like, two years ago. <laughs> I've been waiting for this show so much. Like, I'm just, I'm, I was ready for Andor two years ago. Like, I am, I'm here for this. I am just jonesing for the show because Rogue One really is, like, my favorite Star Wars movie. So I'm so ready for this one. Well, are you ready for the first official title Star Wars movie that we got in all of this? I think this is a safe one in in a way. So did you watch the official teaser with Patty Jenkins? No. Oh, you should have. Uh, that's why I put the link there for you. I I I I I did not. <laughs> well, I'll read the blurby and then I will describe what happened in the um the teaser for you and anybody who didn't watch it. So Rogue Squadron 2023. In 1996, Michael A. Stockpole authored the book X-Wing Rogue Squadron, the first X-Wing, the first of the X-Wing series. And now it seems that Lucasfilm has given it new wings. Haha <laughs> pun. Lucasfilm has announced that the next Star Wars feature film will be Star Wars Rogue Squadron and will be directed by Wonder Woman 1984's Patty Jenkins, the first female to direct a Star Wars film. It will be released in theaters Christmas of 2023. Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy spoke a bit more of the film and what fans of a galaxy far, far away can expect. I couldn't be more excited that our next Star Wars feature film will be directed by Patty Jenkins. 
Patty, who of course directed the Wonder Woman franchise, will bring her inspired vision to Rogue Squadron. This story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride. The legend of Rogue Squadron has been long beloved by Star Wars fans and will move us into a future era of the galaxy. Okay, that's the blurby. So this is what happens in the official uh, teaser trailer. So Patty Jenkins, um, it's only a minute and a half long, and she talks about how her father was a fighter pilot and how he gave his life um, in service for his country and how she remembered when she was little, she would watch him and his squad take off and like zoom overhead and like she like named the actual plane, like she knew the actual plane of it. And she said ever since then, she's been wanting to direct a fighter pilot movie, um, but she was looking for the right story, both because it's something, it's a dream of hers, but it also was something she wanted to do for her father. Um, and then as she's talking and describing this, she puts on an X-Wing suit and then walks to an X-Wing like a fucking boss. Well, that explains so, a lot about the first Wonder Woman movie then, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, she really captured that aspect of of World, of World War One. In it, but <clears throat> yeah, I like, well, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it, it's still, it's still, it's, um, this one maybe has more to go on because there's back material, there's books, a series of books, and everything, which I don't think are canon anymore. No, they're legends, right? So, this, this, this will probably be a changed amalgam of those books and probably with the characters coming through and stuff like that. But like, like, like I said, the only teaser I watched was the, the bad batch one, which is coming up because oh, you didn't even watch the sizzle reel for Andor. I did watch the sizzle reel for Andor, Okay. but I, I didn't, I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure if it was just some footage they hacked together from, from like outtakes of rogue one and just to, it, it was it was it was it was slight it wasn't showing you much anything it was just sort of like here's some stuff happening so i wasn't sure if they just like put they a few of the shots that like they had ago. already together up there or whatever but it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like that that's like at this point everything is just sort of literally sizzle so it's 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 nothing you know that's a that's a really nice story from her but it does and and it says i'm gonna use that world war ii feel which is an awesome side because that's also like one of the big elements of like george lucas's like actual visual style so um i i know the books were really popular. I know a lot of people who yeah. love the Rogue Squadron. A lot of Legends fans are really them. excited about the, this yeah. one because I, it's straight I, from Legends. I've played the hell out of both, like ro the the Rogue Squadron. And I can't remember what I think Rogue Leader was the the next one. I think and I played the hell out of those, but I don't know much about they, I, you know there's chatter on the the radio with all the characters names and there's missions that are, are from the book you know on on specific planets that i'm very intimate with the missions but it's like a bombing mission where you're going to do this or you're going to do this and meet up with somebody you know so there's no real story to it i could tell that the story element was if you read the books you knew exactly how you know you were 
fighting your way through famous battles in the books or popular battles in the books, but I didn't learn anything about the story or the personalities of any of the characters or anything, so I don't know anything about that, but I know the game was awesome. So if the books were as good as the game, this is good news. And okay. it means space battles, right? Yeah, <laughs> I... are happening in this one for sure. I think this is also, like, for one, super excited that... If, if Wonder Woman didn't wasn't a successful movie, then we wouldn't have Patty. Um, I think I think she... You know, I, I was already I was like, awesome, Patty. I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. I, and I, if, if this is going to be, like, a fighter pilot thing, like you said, like, Wonder Woman ha- really does capture that World War One feel to a, but to a like, grandiose, almost mystical spell because of Diana. Um, and which it is made a, a zillion nice, dollars, too, so... Yeah, which is a very, such a nice blend. Like, she, Patty did such a good job blending, like, the mysticism of Diana as Wonder Woman with the re- gritty real world of World War One. So I, I, I am excited about that. Um, like Chris, I'm not a Legends person, so I haven't read the books and stuff like that. Um, so, but I do know that they're set during the like Empire and stuff like that. So I agree. I think that is a bit of a safe thing that we're probably going to be retreading some original trilogy stuff. The thing is, is wasn't the main character of the book Wedge and Tilly's? <laughs> Wasn't oh, it that's Wedge? right. Wedges, Wedges is the main is character. In the Rogue, is it, yeah, in the Rogue Squadron book. So. so that tells me that we're probably going to have a new cast of characters. Um, but there's there's one part of this because like my first assumption was like this is going to be like stories from uh, the original trilogy timeline. We're going to probably see a new crew and stuff like that. But then one thing really stands out to me as kind of weird in this sentence, and it's the sentence. This movie will move us into a future era of the galaxy. Future era. So does that mean future era of storytelling? Or does that mean like post-Tross future era? Maybe it'll be in some weird format or something. Maybe they'll do it in like I don't, super, I doubt some that. hyper new technology or something. I doubt that too, but... Yeah, it's it's hard to say, or maybe maybe it will maybe they'll port that because those stories were based in the original trilogy era, yeah. but they don't exist anymore. So they could port that. So Rogue Squadron could just as easily be a bunch of like you, Poe Dam- Dameron's contemporaries. They just have to. Do you know how many people will be so pissed off if this is like sequel trilogy? <laughs> Well, they gotta, they gotta sometime, they gotta do it sometime. Yeah. They gotta move forward sometime, and that might be, that's why they might use this to now, move Now, the reason forward. I don't think this is gonna be during the Poe Dameron time period is that's where Mandalorian is, and then we have Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean in the Poe Dameron post, I mean, I mean during, like, the First Order period. No, I like, think, deep I'm, into I'm the first like order. that. I'm thinking, like, after, like... And I, I don't know. I don't know. That, Maybe it might words... be. It sounds like it might be too similar to the range or to the, you know, the. Yeah. Um... So on one hand, I would if, if this this is. Pr- OK, there's hope, speculation and hope. What hope actually thinks will happen. Um, what hope actually thinks will happen is this is probably going to be set during the original trilogy timeline. Maybe after. Maybe it's going to be like post like return of Return of the Jedi. So it's that time period, that transitional time period where they're still like 
kind of alphabet squadron still hunting like the empire remnants and stuff like that that could be really interesting we haven't really seen much of that on screen right yeah i i I got the impression that they were kind of because then you're bumping into like the mandalorian time period which is why that's problematic because that could easily bump into the mandalorian time period but if it's retreading like original trilogy stuff that could be a little bit boring so they'd have to bring something new to the table i think they would be really ballsy if they go post-tross with this that'd be super ballsy I, but I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they would have the goal to do that as as a company. I don't know. I would like. Yeah, I don't know what I would want to do with that. I, you know, I I would probably want to make it maybe more of the um Star Wars era post Star Wars era version of Clone Wars. You know what I mean? More of a, you know, the the because I mean that's the what, sort empire. of empire. The in the in the books from the um, you know the um, they were not they were sort of like the Bad Batch. They were a group of like badasses, you know. They were, but they weren't like the bad. I don't think they were like super rebellious like the Bad Batch, but they were just like this hardened group of effective x-wing pi- crack x-wing pilots you know so they were they, they were sort of like the wild bunch or something from a world war ii movie so like that could be interesting yeah so it... you get well you're getting more like what what we like the foot soldier level of 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 it like the clones they're the they're thing, sort of like the clones the thing that i'm saying that could be interesting is if this is like the first x-wing squadron like early empire like they're still just like it starts with some guy i i, I really doubt it's going to be wedge Tilly's because that actor just is not in the age range to play wedge anymore unless they yeah. like super dh him like they did like like with technology which would just look jarring but imagine some joe schmo under like the early days of the empire is getting his home invaded and he takes up a like a plane and fights back and inspires other people yeah. and it's about the first x-wing squadron that's that's that that would make more sense because also that gives you plenty of for, uh, forward movement room, you know, for starting from scratch and. Oh my god! And, what if it's thing, Kyrell? <laughs> yeah, like I said, lost, everything, though? all of these just have so much potential. Oh my god! If it's about thing, I'll cry. And this is like a take on Lost Stars. I will just curl up in a ball and cry. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say because. The only thing that we actually have meat on is, hey, Bad Batch, you ready? Yeah, this one might have been the more, like, I was thinking before I watched the trailer, it's like, I kind of know what more to expect, but, like, this was an act, this was an actual trailer, and uh, this got me psyched to, to this. This makes me think it might be even a little bit more adventuresome than than we were hoping possibly you know this one this one might be our view of inside the empire you know from a clone's point of view you know uh yeah i just okay so let let me read the blurby even though we knew this is coming and we've already talked about bad batch before but hey we're gonna do it again um 
So I saved this one for last because this is the one that's going to affect the show the most. Because, um, of course, we talk Star Wars animation. And honestly, we might have to transition to Star Wars television at this rate, Chris. Because it looks like we're going to get a lot more live action than we're going to get animation coming. Well, that's what the, the Mandalorian will be our stepping stone to that. Yeah. So, all right. So a Bad Batch trailer was released. And uh, it premiered as several first looks at the upcoming series. One of the follow-ups to the Clone Wars one of which is the follow-up to the Clone Wars animated show, The Bad Batch. Focus on a leaked genetically enhanced Clone Wars 99, The Bad Batch will feature a new and old faces in the Star Wars canon, going on daring missions between the fall of the Republic and the rise of the First Galactic Empire. Executive producer Dave Filoni, who previously helped Star- uh, Clone Wars, hopes to showcase the rowdy troops as they navigate the shifting landscape of a new regime. So the fact that it's... The, the, the daring missions between the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Galactic Empire. I'm assuming that probably the first episode, maybe two, is going to be like centered around Order 66. And there, there's there's so much because, because the Bad Batch was genetically engineered, I think it would be interesting if the original four doesn't have chips in their head and echo malfunctions. Because he probably still has a chip in his head, and that's their indication of shit is ha- something bad is happening. Something is happening, and we don't know. Because if there's just if a just lot of... one of them, if like I I would I I would say the predictable way to plot it, the way the way that just jumps to my head is Echo's malfunctions, and he does them a favor, or they they don't malfunction. But if they don't malfunction. And they're nowhere, and they they're they're off on some mission. You know, they're off doing something else, and they're nowhere near Jedi. And they miss that whole thing, and they just sort of they come bumbling in for. So like, then you could have it down the line. You could have a big episode if they see it. You know, they could act totally normal, and then be like a Jedi. You know, as soon as they see a Jedi, it kicks in. You know, they might not be robotized all the time. So you could totally sort of skirt around that and have it sort of in your back pocket if you ever want to cover it, if you ever want to, like, include a Jedi in it. I think, I'm hoping it's going to be like, like what, like a lot of what you were talking about in about the next to the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian of that gray area. Um, It'll be interesting. There's, there's, there's some very specific shots like we we see a shot of them returning to Camino. we see a shot of them standing with other clones watching palpatine's speech and we also get shots of them fighting other clones as well as shots of hunter and wrecker in civilian clothing which tells me they're probably fighting other clones and on the run for some reason and but there's also there's also scenes of uh of uh farkin Oh, I know. Appreciating their work, so but we don't know. We don't know if that's Farkin that could be the still in the Republic first... in the transition. Because, like, remember, he's in Clone Wars. He's a general. He's yeah. a he's the commander in Clone Wars. So that could be Farkin in Clone Wars, and it hasn't become the Republic, uh, the Empire yet. Or it could be Farkin. I'm not up to date on the, what their little squares are. I don't know if that's a Imperial square or. A I was gonna say he looked. He looked pretty much imperial geared up but it's hard to say it could be my wishful thinking because i would love to see from the inside that transition 
yeah. You know, Same watch here. the watch how how they how they pulled it off. You know, and so, but that could also just be the first episode. It could start out with them like, it could maybe it could start out with a couple episodes of them like doing real good, and they're sort of like the golden, like they they're more violent and aggressive. And all of a sudden, they're not the black sheep. The Empire's like, you guys are great. <laughs> we're making you, you know, we're we're moving you up, and we're going to use you and stuff. And you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a falling out with the Empire. I'm sort of hoping. I would like to. I'm I'm fine with them being more gray area characters who are who who are just sort of like they're soldiers, so they're going along with the. The thing, sort of like um, Yularen, you know. I, so yeah, I I would like that for. And you'd have guys like Yularen just shepherd them along, and to make it feel like there's continuity. So yeah, it, and my... that's what really happens too. So I mean, it would be, I, it would I, be I, very I... interesting. Because something we had talked about when we were speculating around this is the fact of like not the fact i shouldn't say fact because we don't know um but we were speculating around whether or not they participate in order 66 which could be and and we had theorized about something like rex showing up and breaking their programming because he would probably be looking for echo um and so i think a big question is whether or not the original four have chips or not um, and or we could see the first couple episodes of them being Jedi hunters, you know, like that that's yeah. their new mission is Jedi hunting and then they get their programming broken because there are very clear scenes of them fighting other clones and they're fighting people on Kamino. It's it's very clearly Kamino, which and, and we also see them in civilian clothing, um, which tells me at some point they're going to be on the run at some point. But but so something happens to where they're being hunted by their brothers and or other stormtroopers. But there's a lot of uh, interesting things, and I just have to gloat for a minute because I said, wouldn't it be cool if there's also female bounty hunters in this show? And lo and behold, there's Fennec Shand from the freaking Mandalorian, and I called a female bounty hunter. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> I called female bounty hunters, but I was shocked when I saw Finnick. Like I screamed, I was like, "That's Finnick!" And if 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 Ming Na re returns to voice her own character in the series, I'm just gonna cry because I don't see why she wouldn't because she loves this stuff. And I'm just like, "Oh my god, young Finnick in this show is going to be glorious!" And the best part is, we know she won't die, <laughs> and I'm down for that. Ugh. 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 So, and we also know this is going to be a mercenary show. Like, we know that they're going to be um, mercenaries. Because I think that was in the original press release, is that they're mercenaries. Which means that we're going to be doing a lot of job hunting. Which, looking through a lot of different shots, like, we see a Zygerian slaver. Um, which, there's no reason if they were Imperials that they would be working for... That they would be fighting the Zygerians because the Zygerians are friends of the empires because they provide slaves for the empire. You know, we see maybe the... they just do the occasional job for the empire. Maybe, maybe we could. And there's one particular shot though that really, and I have to give a shout out to uh, Jana, our our friend from um, the Geeky Bubble, because she did a nice kind of like different shot that she liked. And towards the end of the, tra uh, the episode, there's a quick flash of what looks like. I believe they're clone troopers, but they might be stormtroopers. But with groups of Pantorans. 
and Pantorans are the the blue people like Rio Chuchi. And it just dawned on me of like, what if we're seeing like early rebellion? Like, what if we're gonna get Rebel Rio Chuchi? Like, we're gonna see the beginnings of like Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and other senators banding together to do early, uh, early rebellion stuff, in which they could be hired for. Yeah. Like, there's so if, much. If like, we, we don't can... see it in detail, we might just see it like here and that, you know, little little bits of it here and there, you know. Yeah. Snips um, and snaps. We get some droids. I mean, there's there's so much. Like, we yeah. could. And, there, and we talked about this, like, we could, like, cross over into, like, Crimson Dawn territory. We know that Maul is still around. We know that Crimson Dawn is still around. Like, we could touch on Mira, Kira and Maul. Like, there's there's a lot that they could really delve into. Uh, actually, Kira would be later because Solo's after Clone Wars. But, like, we could get into early Crimson Dawn with Maul. Um, and sa- you know Sam Witwer's always down to come back as Maul. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it would be continuous with Clone Wars, so with that yeah. tone. Like, so, so I am. I, I think this is also going to be just kind well, of. Well, I, I think of all of these bad batches, like, going to be one of our meat and potato potato shows. You know, I mean, this is this is this is the one of all of them that's the most like, just. I mean, it's not your most anticipated one. Or maybe not even mine. I don't even really know which one's my most anticipated one. But um, probably this one, maybe, I guess, if I had to choose. But it's like, I, you know, I, I basically, I'm just sort of like counting on this one to be a, a solid um, um, continuation of Clone Wars, Rebels, Filoni-verse, you know, this one's gonna be the one that's the most continuous and like those, so it'll be good, which means it'll probably have a lot of surprises to it, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I also just have to say, I love that final shot of the Clone Wars, um, the Clone Wars uh, uh, logo burning away into the Bad Batch logo. That's just such a really cool shot. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. So I am I am super excited for this. I think this is 2021 bad batch room. And I hope it's early 2021. Uh right, 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 right. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, it's almost early 2021. 20, it, right it is now. 2021. So I I honestly think this could be you know, Clone Wars was released what March? Yeah, no, this yeah, no, this could be this could be well in production right now. It's pro- if it's this nice in the trailer, it's probably complete. right. Yeah, that's complete. true. Yeah, um, if, that's if probably why we got the most the most out of this one. Yeah. And Clone Wars season seven came out March of this year. This or, this is this is more than than when they did the that that first look at the season seven where they just sort of hacked that together. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I I honestly think we're we're gonna get this in in March. Um, and to tie us over until Mandalorian returns in the fall. Um, to be to be honest. Um, okay. And, I could see that. I, and I, I don't. Be, think, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, the, the the other question I have about this is, is this gonna be an ongoing series? Are we gonna see three, four, five seasons of this, or is this gonna be like Resistance? And is it gonna be like one or two seasons? Or if it's just gonna be a limited season, it's just one. Like uh, that's a question I need to know. I, I want to know if I, 
Is I don't think they're a... gonna really like. I don't think. I think Filoni likes ending stuff. He likes having an end point. But like, I mean, you could could go seven seasons. But with Clone Wars, you sort of had this time period and material for seven seasons. So it probably all depends on the material and and what we the arc is. We have 20 years of leeway here. <laughs> right, right, right. At but least like, 15 until. Gonna, yeah, but we they're have gonna at least sit, 15 until Rebels. <laughs> but it's Dave Filoni. He's gonna sit down at the at the beginning of it and try to probably they're probably gonna try to figure out what the arc of the series will be. You know, especially if they're to... doing stuff like this 10 series at a time. There's gonna be more series down the line, so. It's almost better to have these series that you know come to it. You know there's going to be another series, so you make them so they come to an end, so you can get out on a high point before, like, before you know, you get to season five, and all of a sudden Disney decides to put Filoni on a movie, and they bring in another showrunner who sucks, and then all of a sudden the series goes to hell for the next two seasons. You know, I... falters along for a couple seasons and peters out. You know, having having them end on a satisfying boom ending and then leaving it so you could come up with something that's maybe a different concept or it's you know the same characters but further along and a slightly different feel to it and stuff i think that's it, a good point because i think feloni learned from not being able to finish clone wars in the first go um it, i think he, i think he learned a lot from that and it was a blessing they were able to do a season seven because they were well underway, like they had half of a season six, and they had plans for I think eight seasons. Yeah, um, and, and so yeah. I think he, you know, I, I think of um, I'm gonna go back to Ducktales for a second. Uh, <laughs> Ducktales is ending, and um, uh, Frank and Matt, I think is the other showrunner's name. They were talking about how when it comes to something like animation. You write every season as if it's your last because animation is such a wily kind of thing that you're yeah. not guaranteed renewals. Um, it's not like live action because it's it's costly, takes longer and stuff like that. You're not guaranteed right. renewals in life and animation. And I think I don't think Filoni actually went into that with Clone Wars because he was not expecting the Disney buyout. You know, he had plans for eight seasons and he was on he was on Cartoon Network and then they got bought out and the business side crashed his show. And I think he learned a lesson from that because Rebels is only four seasons, Resistance right. is only two, um, and to, even well, to its detriment. So I, I, I honestly don't foresee Bad Batch going past th three I, seasons tops is what I'm I, calling. I, I think there might be a component to this too with the new, the way streaming services and having stuff online at where you have a streaming service it might be more financially viable and but you know if you have a good series like a good series that's four seasons having those four seasons on your streaming service forever and not having to go into production with it every year and and pay money you it still sits there and people still watch it you know so it's it's almost like they want to get more sets of different series you know wind them up get them in there beginning to end just like you know wkrp in cincinnati or all in the family or any old you know series that's wound up now you have it there on your service and it's a thing that you can you can move around you can you can lease it out to other services 
if you want to or you can you can retire it for a little while or do this or do, you know instead of it just being this thing that's always in flux and it's 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 easier to commodify it you know and it's and yeah. it also costs less to sell it when you're not making new episodes too and you're yeah. still selling it so there could be that too i think in the end it works out way better because narratively you don't end up with those in the in the old days they just used to ride a series out 13 14 and you can get away with it with the simpsons uh, you know comedy stuff like that and cartoons but with stuff that has a narrative story that runs along it, it might be better to actually have an have an endpoint and then there were all the i think w people got burnt by stuff like lost which you know pro started with the promise of an ending and then did, sort of left out there were a lot of like endings of series that left people up in the air so i think people are writing with a more pointed idea of towards what they want to get to at the end and and end it and uh i think that's that's wise <laughs> and i think it tells it's better for the stories and and narratives you know you can always do new stories and it's always good to have a beginning middle middle and end you know especially when you're dealing with something like Star Wars where you're dealing with a whole interlocking galaxy rather than James Bond where you're just dealing with a character who you can, or Doctor Who where you can just stick someone else in at any other time and and go on with it and it doesn't matter. So I like I like it. I and and this is you know people are complaining about it but you know what if two or three of these or four or five of these or six or seven of these are even bad if the other three are fantastic then you have three new fantastic shows and you can not watch the other ones yeah <laughs> it's sort of what we were wishing for with it throw a bunch of stuff up and 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 see what sticks so i yeah i couldn't be uh, yeah i think this is a really uh nice little collection potentially yeah i think um i think it's interesting um i <laughs> this is just stars like i said at the opening like we're not even talking about like the marvel stuff we're not right. even talking about like the the disney shows that were announced they just announced like animated series for stuff like moana tiana uh, from princess and the frog uh they just a Zootopia series, a Baymax series. Um, they introduced multiple. Uh, they announced multiple movies, uh, Pixar movies. Uh, God, that's Chris why Evans they changed Splash be, Mountain into Princess and the Frog. I mean, they're going to be doing Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear origin story. I mean, like, there's a lot of things coming, and this is just telling me that like Disney Plus is coming to play. Like, they're coming after Netflix. They're coming after. Of course like, they all are. Of yeah, course they so, are. They're, but I also it, think this is really smart because not only just in the time of COVID, which has really proven um, that people are more than happy and willing to just stream things um, versus, and, and, and I know the movie theater experience is so very important and it will always be very important. But there's definitely been like a shift towards streaming services. And I think Disney for once is getting kind of starting to get ahead of the curve a little bit where they're just going, we are really going to be focusing on streaming because it's interesting. I, I'm 
there's been a lot of chatter around uh, the channel Disney XD. And again, I'm going to bring up DuckTales. <laughs> this is a DuckTales show now, guys. Um, DuckTales moved to Disney XD. And uh, it's become a joke that dis- that's where shows go to die on Disney. Because it is a cable channel. Not everybody can afford it. And most people don't have access to it. And then they can in turn say that ratings is a fault of a show when they're really just ending a show. Um, I could see potentially Disney slowly doing away with their side channels. Getting rid of things like Disney XD. Getting rid of the Disney Junior channel. And just having a Disney cha- just one Disney yeah. channel on, yeah. on TV. But everything else is on streaming. And even having that one channel on TV just being like the backup shows because the, there is one difference between Disney Plus versus Disney Channel and Disney XD and that dis- that difference is, is shows made for Disney XD come out weekly but shows that get their start shows like Owl House, DuckTales, stuff like that on Disney and Disney XD channels like the actual TV channels they don't go on Disney Plus until the season is wrapped so they have that premiered first on those channels. So currently running shows uh, that were already there before Disney Plus started are there. And then yeah. they come on to Disney Plus later. And I, there's probably like contract stuff that's going on there between like network, TV network TV is like a that. dying. It's di- it's a die. Yeah. It's a dead format. It's not it's not going forward. There's no reason for it. You don't need it. You know, yeah, you could. Uh, basically every streaming service if they wanted if people wanted their network tv experience you could push a button and have an algorithm that streams your movies at a certain time of day and repeats them so you can know when you come home at eight o'clock and turn on your tv for the but you know it'll be something old people will want because that's just how they're used to consuming it but you know who who wants I mean, I don't, un- whenever I, I haven't had a TV hooked up to cable in, in 10 years. And whenever I go someplace and someone's watching cable TV, it's like, <laughs> you know, why do you, the ad, the commercials and stuff like that. People, I know people like to have a TV is just noise in the background, but every street, every, every stream, every net. Netflix could for those people could just have a str- like a streaming service that just plays stuff and plays commercials just like a just like cable <laughs> you to be, know to be perfectly honest like cuz cuz we still have cable and a big reason we have cable is well one we have a, an older person who does not know how to work streaming services and switch between channels and stuff right um, right but like also for like i pretty much watch on cable the news and sports and that's that's about it it's my local news and sports um yeah which right but but netflix you know if 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 netflix and all those guys wanted to do that they could have they could uh you know take a take a new show you know a streaming news show like any other you know, like the, you know, NBC nightly news or whatever, you know, type of report and stream it every day at seven o'clock and 11 o'clock like they do on cable or whatever. But like, I mean, then the, well, then there's the cable news channels, too. But like you could do the same thing as streaming. You could that's all the cable news channels are basically at the 24 hour ones 
are just a series of stories repeating over and over again. So yeah. I, you, I could, you watch... could cover all that stuff is going to be figured out by the streaming services. And there's just no reason to have that cable format. You know, you might be, you know, for the old folks who just can't do anything different, you might be able to push a button on Netflix and have it format it like your, your cable TV would, so you can find all the things the same way, you know, yeah. with, and lay out a schedule for you. <laughs> you say, what is your mom used to watching? Well, she watched, you know, cable service in this county of, of Florida and they go, oh, okay, let's see. Okay. And then they punch that in and then it just punches up all her shows. <laughs> on a schedule <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah honestly i would you know i have a couple other shows that i watch like you know i watch ghost hunters but that's the only show i watch on that one channel so i have to pay for that channel to watch that one show so well that's the thing is if i want to watch ghost hunters i can watch it anytime <laughs> you know i could go watch i could go like download season one of down of ghost hunters and watch it and then watch season two of it and there's probably there might be streaming services with ghost hunters on it yeah and there's a channel there's like, there's definitely but... like on the on the sly service there's like these on the sly services that people use streaming services where there's stuff like the all ghost hunter channel <laughs> and stuff like that you know yeah so yeah that but but either way it, it, whatever direction it goes it never seems to be going back towards cable tv so i don't see a future in it you know it might hang around depending on how many till till there's just not enough to make it worth the effort and then it won't happen then it won't be anymore and by that time you know most of the you know like most like most of the people i know that are like work a day people like watch most a lot of their tv shows on their phones mm -hmm. you know like even what like watching like they don't come home and sit down and watch tv like people did in the 70s 80s and even the 90s through the 90s as much as they like when they sit down and watch something on tv it's like all right family we're gonna watch a movie you know or it's it's movie night or something or we're gonna watch a couple you know we're gonna binge a few shows or something like that it's more of like a sit down and do something instead of just sort of having it on and watching whatever's on yeah so it's yeah i think it's better way better yeah. all right well we did right. it that was fun yes <laughs> look for right. just talking about all this shit again <laughs> in yeah. detail as it comes out just know we've just uh, been loaded with material for for a long time and it's gonna take a while for my brain to digest how we're, we're think of how in the future like pretty pretty much now it's been easy for us to decide you know there's a little overlap so it's like ah we could do the mandalorian before we do resistance or whatever but actually like if we want to go by timeline and be like resistance mandalorian now it's going to be all mixed up and we're going to be like oh what if we do this but then there's this but this one's animated is yeah it's a great problem great it's a good problem the great dilemma of j guys and jedi the wonderful dilemma of j guys and jedi well, Chris, so unless you have anything else, where can people find you? 
You can find me at twotruefreaks.com. That's our website. It's full, chock full of podcasts, hundreds and hundreds and just hundreds and hundreds of J guys and Jedi's um, podcasts, but hundreds and hundreds of thousands of other, not hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of other podcasts. You can sign up for the, uh, the feeds there, or you can do it through iTunes or you can find us on Facebook where we have the two true freaks podcast, where we post all the shows up when they come in, everybody who has a show puts it up there. And then we all meet to drink and chat in the two true freaks cantina, which is another group. And we are also on Twitter and our Twitter feed is run by the intrepid gene gene, the mega multi-talented machine. Did it, did it, did it. Gee, I don't know how to work with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I... <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me and Gene. Where can they find you? You can find me at J Guys and Jedi on Twitter. I run our Twitter account. You can also find me at Hope of Molinax on Twitter. Of course, I have our my website, geekygirlexperience.com, where I write all sorts of reviews. Um, I uh, did a review all season of season two of The Mandalorian, so by the time this comes out, yeah, it'll be complete. So, yeah. Um, Also, Chris and I have another podcast called Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons. And we are well on our way to finishing up Gravity Falls. And then we're going to be doing Avatar The Last Airbender. So sit tight for that. And, yeah. That's all I got. So, next week we're actually doing commentaries. We got got a little blindsided by all the Disney news. So we were just like... Back to Tross. Yeah, so Kick we it down uh, the road. Actually, this is probably coming out before so our solo episode. So next week oh, might yeah. be Tross and or solo, or not yeah, and no, or. It's gonna it will be, be Tross solo. or You're solo. Right. You're right. It'll be solo. So yeah, like we uh, are this... still kicking. We still were kicking Tross, Tross down the road as far as watching it goes. So there you kicking go. that can. <laughs> yep. So yes, uh, we will have commentary starting next week. We just we got completely blindsided by all this news, and we were like, we we gotta talk about this. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> No, get it while it's fresh. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E. F-R-E-A-K-S You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end space and the number two you can find two true freaks on facebook just search for two true freaks if you ever leave your house and you actually have friends why don't you tell them about two true freaks if you've enjoyed our show please won't you take a moment to rate us on itunes that helps others find the show too thanks for listening and join us every monday for new episodes of two Two true True Freaks. freaks
That was quite an impressive display. <laughs>